Welcome, everybody, to another Collector's Maze podcast. This is a, not only a Nerd and Geek podcast, but this is a Nerd and Geek community. And this week, like always, you got that Nerd ADC and Brendan 2K. And, we're, and we're, today we're going to discuss our top 30 in total. In this episode, we're going to tackle our first 15, and we're going to get to come back for part two to get our last 15 for our total of 30 best comic books you need to read. Do you mind if I kick it off? Kick it off. We're going to let DC go first because I already know it's coming down the pipeline. So the first one I'm going to give you is I'm going to go with Electra, Electra Saga. For the people who don't know, Electra, you know, a story about the seductive yet deadly woman. Kind of controversial pick there. Not necessarily on my end because I actually like that comic book series. But it felt like the character kind of fell off in the MC or the MCU quote unquote extended universe in the Ben Affleck movie and then her own spinoff show or spinoff movie. Talk about why you like that saga. To me, it kind of for its time, Electra kind of broke the fold for powerful women characters, like women personalities in comic books. It was my first introduction to a woman, a woman superhero that had spunk that wasn't a derivative of a male counterpart. Like Batgirl, Supergirl, yeah. something like that. Yeah, I got right. original. So it holds a place in my heart because of that. Is there a reason you would also defend my pick? So I also agree with the whole breaking the mold with women characters standing alone. I don't like the cheap ripoffs. I don't like She-Hulk and Batgirl, Supergirl. They have their moments, but there's, like you said, derivative. I like originality in comics. I like action. And I feel like that delivers. And also delivers a nice origin story of, you know, the uh, Middle Eastern immigrant family and her defending her father and stuff like that. So it makes sense. I like it. All right. What's your number 15? Another, well, she's not derivative, but she's also standalone. Dark Phoenix Saga. Ooh. <laughs> okay. By that reaction, you agree. Omega-level mutants left and right. Nobody can stop her. What's going to happen? I'm not going to ruin it for you guys, but it is a high-quality action-packed while also having this deep inner conversation. It's so good. Gene, you can't go wrong with Gene. So there's just so much going on. It's layers upon layers of story, even though like there's this one driving force and focus. There's a lot of layers to the story, and that makes it makes me really got it's like cutting cake. How do you feel they've done Phoenix in movie form? I hate it. <laughs> I hate it. It's like she's throwing a tamper tantrum, and that's why she is no, no. This in, this celestial power. Sophie Turner. Don't get me wrong. Sophie Turner is a very decent actress. I feel like, and also, uh, I can't remember her name, but the lady who played her in the first run of X-Men movies were decent roles and they were played well, but I feel like it was temper tantrum or like, oh, I can't, I'm doing good. No, no, that's not how it is in the comic books. It's a lot deeper. She's a lot more, I would say a lot more sure of herself, but still kind of having that inner conversation, taking care of everything. So read the comics. Don't let the movies kind of determine how you feel about this series of comic books. It's coming out swinging with our picks, I have to say. 14 for me, V for Vendetta. So I'm not just saying this because there was a movie, but it helped. And the movie actually was my introduction to this comic book. I hadn't read it before. I went back and read the uh, the comic book and I was like, we could have got a better movie. (laughs) 
that's how much I enjoyed the comic book. I like comic books that take history or take relevant times and flip it on its head. I love comic books with a message, comic books that um, have political without punching you in the face. And I feel Vendetta rides that line rather well. Have you read this comic? Absolutely, absolutely. Same thing. Watched the movie, uh, saw that there was a comic and kind of graphic novel type thing, and I kind of read through that, and I felt the same way. It was political without smacking you in the face about it. Makes firm stance on what it believes in and doesn't waver. Absolutely. What's your 14? <laughs> so this is only a two-parter on the comic, but the night Gwen Stacy died. Nice. Yes. Spider-Man, you see a different side of Spider-Man. You see, like, you know, Uncle Ben dies, but Peter wasn't Spider-Man when it happened. No. This storytelling is good. Yes. It's, I can't ruin it for people, but if you want to see a side of Peter Parker struggling with, with Uncle Ben, he was powerless, you know? He couldn't do nothing about it. It's not your normal um, friendly neighborhood Spider-Man, is it? Gets real quiet. <laughs> he gets real quiet. And, and that's not characteristic, obviously. But if you want to see a different side of Peter Parker slash Spider-Man, it's 121 and 122 Amazing Spider-Man. It's, and I know it's not, you know, but... That's the thing about like the the long running comics is like they have little mini series in there, right? And there's a lot of good ones in Amazing Spider Man, but that one. <clears throat> what do you Chef think? Kicks. Chef's kiss, I love it. <laughs> if, if that's your lower list, I'm excited for us to get higher. I haven't touched an Avenger yet. <laughs> so my 13, and I put this on the list mainly because of the series that we have now. It's the Sandman. To go with Sandman. The comic book is amazing. The Netflix series, from what I can tell, is very beat by beat. I don't know if you've been watching it yet. Not yet. Um, it's ripped right off right off the pages. If you like the Netflix series, you're going to like the comic book, because like I said, it's panel for panel almost. But yeah, the Sandman. The reason I put this on here is, this. who doesn't like the idea of the Sandman? I mean, the idea of, you know, what's in your dreams at night? You know, he is... The comic book Freddy Krueger, in a way, right? Mm-hmm. So it's attacking. I'm a psychology major, is one of my majors, uh, psychology and communication. And this is right up a psychology major's alley, right? That's awesome. So the Sandman, man. Yes, Queen, the Sandman. <laughs> yeah. I, haven't wa- I haven't watched it or read it. I am super stoked to get the chance to do so. My Marvel Unlimited just released a little bit of it, so I'll have to go watch, go read it that way. So, this is on your list, too. I don't know, I don't know if I should do it or not. Go for it. I get, I, get, I get switch gears. Daredevil Born Again. <laughs> it's funny, because you know where it's at on my list. I, so, I pulled it up. <laughs> I pulled up my list, and I was like, oh, yeah, I did have that in there, didn't I? I'm ready for the series. I'm ready. Are they doing a series or a movie? Have they decided yet? They're doing a series. Okay. If they did it as a movie, I'd have been disappointed. There's a lot to unpack there. Lots to unpack. We all saw how the series ended. It was like a little too soon, a little too soon, but they ended up kind of reconciling him in uh, No Way Home, saying, hey, here he is. So I like that. The comic series, it kind of gets deeper into Matt Murdock. And I feel like it's more of a Matt Murdock. I think it should have been a Matt Murdock born again. It's his evolution. It's not Dare- like Daredevil's always going to be Daredevil the way he is. There's not much else he can elevate to. Like he can get more violent, obviously, but. He's not going to like develop super, super sonic hearing, you know? <laughs> so it kind of develops Matt Murdock and that kind of translates into different things for him and the new suit. New suit's kind of cool. They added yellow. 
we're getting we're getting Daredevil and She Hulk too. So yeah, I, mean, I figured that would probably happen. I bet the defenders all line up with that too, probably. Probably they spoiled that in the trailer. In the last trailer leading up to She Hulk, um, you oh. see Daredevil, you see the back of him, and like he has like his two canes. Yeah. So yeah, Daredevil Born Again. We've already talked before the podcast. Obviously, it's on your list too. Talk to me about what, what you like about it as well. Daredevil. Just Daredevil in general. But I choose Born Again because it's the most, I think it's Daredevil as best. For I couldn't say it well my, better myself than a lot of reasons you mentioned. But like uh, the Daredevil character, he's unapologetically flawed. Like people, um, it's like, well, and flaw's not even a good word. Like people underestimate him because of his disability, right? And I think he touches a lot of kids and adults alike because of that reason, because he's the underdog that people perceived him as. So yeah, daredevil. So he's fighting out of a hole. Exactly. <laughs> yep. Exactly. If you, ever, if you ever read it, jump all over that guy. So yeah. Born against my number 12 as well. <laughs> I didn't mean it. I didn't know it was right there. But <laughs> <laughs> Dang. Born against my number 12. <laughs> so yeah. Well, I guess I'll you you just gave your number thirteen, right? Yeah, that was thirteen. So go give your twelve. <laughs> All right, number twelve, the Cree Scroll War. Nobody knows who's who. Right. Literally, like you don't know. No, you don't know nothing. Like you no. And when and when you think you got it, you don't. You don't. At how do you all. Think, how do you think the movies are gonna handle it? I think better do it justice, or I'm gonna reach through the screen and choke Kevin Feige metaphorically <laughs> media protected free speech this is metaphorically i would never cause any harm to any human being but disclaimers <laughs> disclaimers exactly they have to do this right after this lull we've got in phase five don't get me wrong good movies but nothing's gonna touch infinity war and they have to get back there and this is the only way it's the only way there's nothing else they could do they've tried i think it's a given that nick fury is a scroll for sure yeah yeah. But if they have to do it justice, there's no reason not to. They have all the characters lined up. They've got a few more to release, and they've already got it lined up for this. Yeah. Give me my stuff. All of it. Don't cut nothing out. Don't sit there and go, oh, you can't. No, give me a three-hour movie. I don't care. Do Two three-hour movies. I don't care. We need justice. I sat through a three-hour movie in Hindi reading subtitles because it was a good movie. By the way, Triple R, here's a plug there on Netflix. Watch that movie if you haven't. I sat through a three-hour Hindi movie because it was a good movie. I will sit through a three-hour movie because it's a Marvel movie, but I will enjoy it if they do it right. This is the only way they're going to make it. Only way they're going to make it as big as Infinity War and Endgame. It's the only way. My hope is they don't do, like like you said, and they don't lowball it, and like they don't make the secondary character scrolls. Like, make You need those oh-my-god moments. Like, all along, this guy was a scroll. Like, you need those moments. The, oh, my gosh, how did I not know type of things. Like, all of that. Like I said, three-hour movies. We've proven we'll sit through them if they're good. Everyone has. That's all. Like, like literally, like, they, like, Marvel came out and Disney came out and said, hey, Endgame is three hours long. Nobody cared. We sat there. We sat there. Do it. My number 11 is Avengers Under Attack. I put it on my list because actually it was my first introduction to the Avengers. And so it just has sentimental value to me. There's really no other reason. It's, it's there because of that. But 
it was my introduction to the Avengers, so it had to be on the list. It's a good start. Good place to start. I'm an Avengers fanatic. Captain America tattoos. I got two of them. If I could have like a giant Marvel tattoo on my back straight across, I'd do it. But um, Under Attack, I feel like is a good setup for everything else. So you, yeah, feel, yeah. Like I, you feel like I enter strong. <laughs> and I would say it's probably a second or third step, but it's a big step. You know those kind of stairs that have like the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight? Yeah. Right. I feel like that was the three. It kind of leapfrogs you into everything else. It did. Which is a good start. Yeah. It did. And it makes you want to read more Avengers too. So it led me to my it led me to wind to read my second my next one on my list. So absolutely. So this one I didn't see on your list. You might have I might have scrolled right past it. Age of Apocalypse. X-Men. I'm sorry. I love Oscar Isaac. Oh, that was atrocious. No Power Omega Red? Bring back the Power Rangers. That's a whole other episode. <laughs> like a, a whole one. You have 30 years of Japanese footage. Yep. And you give us, I would have rather them, but no, we're not, nope, I'm not, I'm not going down that rabbit hole. I'm not chasing that rabbit. Don't worry, Bandai, Namco, Saban, whatever. I'm coming for you next. Don't worry. We got an episode coming for you. <laughs> anyway, Age of Apocalypse. The movies did not do it justice. No. Pharaoh Wolverine with his hand cut off. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Man was so mad. But um, I did like a couple pieces. I did like Olivia Munn as Psylocke in the movie, but the comic, okay. Basically, it's the X-Men meet their match finally, because pretty much up until this point, they're rolling through people with not too much struggle. Magneto gives them a little bit of trouble every once in a while. But they're untouched for the most part. Exactly. Not an apocalypse. No, no, no. No, No, they come across the first view. They get smacked up. They get smacked up, and it lets them know, y'all got some work to do. And it makes them deal with their life. So We think their life a lot of ways. (laughs) You know what's really funny reading comics after that? You're like, did y'all learn? Did y'all learn? <laughs> like, Apocalypse, Thanos has nothing on Apocalypse. <laughs> and that was the thing is I thought they were going to do the Apocalypse movie and then bring him over. Like, that would have been sick to bring him over and get some of, like, get Deadpool involved and a couple other people and, like, bring it as a, honestly thought that could have been a better movie than the New Mutants. Mm. Don't get me wrong, New Mutants. Solid movie, psychological thriller, exactly. But no, I thought Age of Apocalypse comic and then movie bringing it up. If they would have pushed it together, pushed the MCU into the Age of Apocalypse, oh gosh, Thanos. It would have made Thanos look bad, but could have also done a lot. It could have made them push the envelope with Thanos. So I like the comic book series because just it brings out the best in the X Men and then brings them down to new lows and they have to climb back out of it. And it's just, it's, tooth and nail climbing out of it and i like it like it like it a lot so like i said with my avengers under attack this next choice on my list number 10 it led me uh, after read under attack to want to read this comic book my number 10 is civil war and people are like probably like blasphemy because it's so low on the list most people probably rank it higher i'm on a project mostly a dc guy but civil war i actually read the comic before i saw the movie and i don't believe the movie gave us the full scope of this. It seemed like two, at the movie made it seem like this two kids fighting over a teddy bear, basically. But this, the comic book, though, will have you in gold. There's real stakes. There's real, a real feud. There's, it's not um, tied up in a pretty bow at the end, like it is in the movie. There's harsh feelings in this comic book. 
and Team Cap versus Team Iron Man, where I feel like the movie allowed you to have a little gray area and synthesize with them both. In the comic book, I feel you're going to be picking a side hardcore because, like I said, the scope of this clash is epic in proportion. It sounds like you don't disagree with anything I'm saying here. Not a little bit, not at all. It is much more divisive. It's more it's more Team Edward versus Team Jacob type thing. You cannot be both at all. It's you pick a side and it basically is you you as a person. So I have to ask you. Who did I side with in the comic books? Yep. Iron Man. This is why we compliment so nicely. <laughs> Cap all the way. Screw the government, man. Iron Man, because I saw, I I understood, leading up to this point, I understood where Iron Man was coming from. Like, I understood why he felt the way he did, and I think he made a lot of valid points that Cap basically couldn't argue, and basically Cap's logic was like, I know you are, but what am I? And it's like, no, but you, especially in the movie, the movie did that part well. I felt Cap's logic was flawed. He was it wasn't blinded. Logic. It was feel. It was that heart. It was feelings. It was he was he was he was blinded by don't hurt my friend, and I feel like the comic books. It's not that simple, no. in the comic book. No. But but yeah, I was Iron Man. If I had to ultimately choose, I was Iron Man <laughs> because I felt like at that point the Avengers were potentially a harm to others. And to an extent, to yeah, I feel that. But who are you gonna call? You know what I mean. Well, you call Ghostbusters who you want. <laughs> but at that time of the Avengers Civil War, there was nobody else. Either it was the Avengers or some like, like if we're going to talk hero levels, they're like, we have the S tier, then we have B tier. There was no A to like help figure stuff out. It was. It's fair. But also, if you look at that Iron Man side and uh, the side he was representing, it's just like, you're the reason we have whole crews cleaning up cities after you, you know? Like, you're the reason that you employ a lot of people because you destroy a lot of things, you know? Like, they were doing it to that point with, like, no regard. It's like, oh, yeah, hey, thank you, we saved you, but collateral damage that we don't even care about. And I felt like, you understand what I'm saying? Better a city than a continent. (laughs) I'm like Cap right now. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. I understood Iron Man's point profusely and in real world applications, 150% Iron Man had the right. The way things were going, even in the movie, if that vial, a biochemical weapon expanded and blow up right there in the most populated area of Nigeria, it would spread across the continent of Africa, homeland Africa in a heartbeat. Done. Saving Cap. You need him for the future. I'm sorry, civilians sometimes get hurt in the aftermath. It's always been the thing, even in real life with cops and stuff like that. Collateral damage, it's justifiable until it's not anymore. And who draws the line? People who are doing the, doing the work or the people who aren't doing the work? And it has to be the people doing the work or else there's no way the save happens. The Civil War makes you ask all these questions. 150%. So I understand why people will say it needs to be higher. But yeah, Civil War was my number 10. So an oldie but a goodie, Squadron Supreme. So basically, I felt like it was a knockoff Justice League. 
like so bad. Just like what's the knockoff Justice League in uh, in DC? The Justice Society or whatever? Justice Society of America. Yeah. So JSA was. I picked it because it kind of set the path for a lot of things. Like Watchmen came out pretty quickly after it. It just kind of set up super groups a little bit for Marvel instead of doing like, oh, they had the Marvel team ups or whatever. Like that was cool, but there was no like super groups, but Avengers. And this way, other groups of, it was just nice how it kind of lined up. Other the C things. Squad. The C Squad. It was a, you know, okay comic, decent storytelling, but I picked it and put it where it's at for like the foundation it's set for everything else. Finally, my number nine, an X-Men comic actually enters the list. It's X-Men Days of Future Past instead of Apocalypse. I had to go with this because my introduction to this comic book was actually the movie. And then I went back and read the comic book. I'm glad I read the comic book. I'm glad that I watched the movie first because I'll probably be even more upset when I watched the movie. Uh, <laughs> but once again, like Civil War, uh, the Days of Future Past, I put on this list because it's one of those movies that you don't understand the scope until you read the comic book. The movie really killed it, took the corpse, buried it, <laughs> dug it back up, threw the corpse in the trash can, put the empty corpse back in the ground, buried it, and called it a movie. So it's not even a shell of itself. It's it, think, Days of Future Past and name only. Am I wrong? I feel like uh, Essence, like uh, when you're making broth, like chicken broth, you know how you boil chicken bones? I feel like they just dipped it. That's it. That's all we need. No more. Don't have like, no more no more seasoning. No salt and pepper. No, no, that's an excellent broth. It's water. Essence of chicken. These greens don't need a ham hock. We can do without it. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> they left a lot out and they didn't even approach some of the things they should have. And very and proud of it too. Unapologetic with it. They thought they did something. Like <laughs> it's a mon- monumental approach to X-Men movie making history. <laughs> no. <laughs> like, I enjoyed it as it was. And again, until I read the comic. And just like, dipped it. That's all. <laughs> it's like, it's they, they, left, they, they left all this out? Like, all of it? All of it. <laughs> it's like everything seasoning without the onion, the pepper, the garlic, the bagel, <laughs> everything. <laughs> everything. Uh, see, I can't believe it's not butter version of... It's margarine. It's modulin. It's a modulin X-Men. <laughs> oh, gosh. Now, from yours to mine, the one they should have made, another movie they should have made, E is for Extinction. I didn't even think about that. Ooh, boy. You want to talk about storytelling? Grant freaking Morrison. Just chopping up the X-Men. Yeah. The villain, Cassandra Nova. Oh, my gosh. It was just, it was the shakeup the X-Men needed at the time, right at the turn of the century, right in the 21st century, just not very many villains will match up to Cassandra Nova. Not in power, but that girl shook up everything. Everything was gone. Like, what you thought about X-Men was, get rid of it, let's start a brand new saga here. It was just a perfect comic for the turn of the century. I read it when it came out. I anticipated it like a movie. They're like, your X-Men will never be the same again. Kind of like the Tower of Babel of X Men, and it exploded. <laughs> it was fantastic. Again, we're trying really hard not to ruin these comics. If you guys want more in-depth reviews, we might end up going into more in-depth reviews. Yeah, but you got to ask for them. We got to yeah. know what you guys want. Exactly. Let us know on the socials. Let us know on the comments on the podcast. Wherever you're listening to us, 
audio, video, whatever, let us know. That's why we're only touching the surface. That's why I'm being very with my answers here. This dip it. Exactly. Speaking of sagas, number oh, eight. Boy. Oh boy. And I think you mentioned it already. The saga of the Dark Phoenix is my number eight. You did mention it, right, Craig? I, I, yes, it was my number 15. I have it at number eight. And it's because Phoenix, man. Like, you're talking about a mega-level character. Mega-level. Like, who can touch Dark Phoenix in any universe, DC or Marvel? This is a mega-level. And I can have submitted myself to the one you said on your 15. I remember I was agreeing with everything you said. So yeah, the saga of the Dark Phoenix. Read this comic if you want a true adaptation of Dark Phoenix. Don't pay attention to the movies. Read the saga of the Dark Phoenix if you want to know the character. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> what do you got for me, man? You ready to laugh? Okay, I'm gonna put this down for a minute. Yeah, okay. Ultron Unlimited. <laughs> you want to talk about ruining? So I want to talk about ruining. A villain? James Spader. You're awesome, but you couldn't redeem that. <laughs> no. And like, I'm a big Blacklist guy, and I'm also a big Office guy. So like, Mr. California, please get off of my villain. <laughs> all, I'm hear- all I'm hearing is... All I saw was a Blacklist. That's all I heard when when watching this, when watching the movie. It was, it's like, it's Blacklist. <laughs> It's just, you can't take someone who's done, like, I understand James Spader's done other stuff, but, like, you can't, the cadence was wrong. He didn't sound like a super intelligent AI. He sounded like a pissed off toddler. <laughs> like, he kind of understand was. he was young in the, like, technically young in the movie, still developing his, whatever. No, you can't sound like a grumpy old man in the cadence of a pissed off toddler who's mad at Tony Stark. The comics bring that sinister intelligence to life and you're just like, what was I watching? And don't get me wrong, I am an Avenger fan to the T. Ultron was the weakest movie by far, even though it introduced Scarlet Witch. And it was like Wiley e. Coyote with the rockets bringing up a rock and then dropping it. Like, I understand. That's the whole Sokovia thing, the whole way they did it in the movies compared to how they did it in the comics different like different characters playing like different characters in the comic black panther was it Mm -mm, no 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 go read the comics ultron unlimited i feel like ultron perfected was ultron unlimited i would agree (laughs) (laughs) i'm sorry i got all these tangents man i'm just like don't ruin my comic books don't ruin my stories don't ruin like that's my whole thing is i'm a story guy me too i love my stories i love the stories I get deeply involved. I get very connected to my stories. And when you mess with them, <laughs> messing with my stories, like messing with my emotions, Smokey. Bring fire <laughs> down on it. Yeah. Brimstone and of like the wheel of, of the like you've never seen before. <laughs> and it, the best part of it, mm-hmm. Ultron wasn't created by Tony. Nope. I'm not going to ruin it. Go read the comic. It's a whole different scenario. They kind of did what I was mentioning with the X-Men movie in that kind of, in that story. They yes. took the shell and kind of dipped it. And then called it a pork dish. Exactly. <laughs> it's like that one person who thinks they're being clever and puts like brown sugar in their greens. And it's just like, what are you doing, man? 
You just traumatized me right there. Brown sugar and grease? Who does that? Yeah, that. I went to this one restaurant. That's not a store for another day, but they did it. And I took a bite and I was like, what did you just do to me? You killed my soul. Like chocolate grits. Exactly. <laughs> it's like my, my ancestors. No. Number seven. <laughs> uh, DC, The New Frontier. My favorite DC comic series. Yes. One of many times DC tried to, uh, you know, restart things. But I felt like it was one of the one times they did it right. They did it very well. You know, you got DC Comics, uh, you know, written by Cook and uh, Darwin Cook. And like he tells contemporary stories for the time with your classic, with your classic heroes. DC, the new frontier. I'm not going to dive. Um, remember, I said for the time. If you go back and read the DC New Frontier now, it may not resonate as it did then, but still, I think it's a good comic book to pick up. Absolutely. Speaking of movies, just like, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. Great movies. Comics are better. Make sure you guys read up on your lore because it's so much better. So much better than movies. Just like Harry Potter. Great movies. Same, same with Game, Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Read the books. Yes. Infinity Gauntlet. It has to be. Yeah. Exact has to be. I'm sorry. It needs to be there. So good. So good. I've made it my life's mission to collect all of these. I'm going to be broke. Because you're going to accomplish it. All the stones. It's so good. <laughs> so good. It, it, it relates Thanos back to his lady death. It Silver Surfer still in it. Like he did it all for Lady Death, man. He did it, and that, and where's she at? Exactly, he did it to get in her pants. Exactly, did all, all and, that, and that that was I think that's why they didn't do it that way <laughs> because everyone be like that makes so much sense. <laughs> like, no, he's just doing it doing it to clear the clear the way and you know make sure the universe is sustainable. He's not Elon, bro. Like, come on. <laughs> He's doing this for a piece, and nobody knows about it. Yeah. Unless you're a you're a diehard Marvel fan, you know. <sighs> doing it to death impress. Death is a Marvel character. Yeah. Doing it to impress death. Death is a Marvel character. Uh Adam Warlock's involved. There's just a, there's just a lot more character involvement. It's not just the same Avengers over and over. It is it's no longer just an Earth problem because it seemed like yeah. without Captain Marvel, it seemed like an Earth problem in the movies where this is a universal issue. It takes everybody. It takes and literally everybody gets involved. Um, but yeah, everybody but the Eternals don't. Mm. Uh, <laughs> Some reason. So, but yeah, anyway, Infinity Gauntlet series, uh, George Perez's, oh, that, that classic, that classic comic look in all of the panels. It's it's just solid. If you haven't read it, go read it. Especially if you've seen all the Avengers, it'll melt your brain. Then my number six is Green Lantern, The War of the Rings. Um, people like to crap on Green Lantern because of the movie, and I understand but the comics are different than the movie. And there's a lot of good Green Lantern comics out there. Um, this one, written by some people, you see this as a nasty word, but Jeff Johns. 
But Jeff Johns, when it comes to Green Lantern, he he did his Green Lantern run, in my opinion, arguably was one of his best runs um, as a comic book writer. And he's not only him, it was Jeff Johns and Dave, Dave Gibbons. So um, the two of them together, this is one of those quintessential Green Lantern stories. Sinestro, the whole troop of the Green Lantern Corps. You gotta love it. I'm not, I can't get into it any more than that because there's a lot that would be ruined. So I haven't read them, but is this where the other colors are involved too? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you see, you see what I'm touching around here because you can very easily ruin the com- this comic if I talk about it. Easily, easily. I actually have a ring from that series as well. It's sitting on the table right now. We're on six, right? Or am yes. I on five? You're on five. I just gave my six. Okay. Well, since you ruined it, Civil War. Five. <laughs> you want to jump to your next one then? <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll jump to my next one. But anyway, <laughs> uh, it's n- number four, Secret Wars. Yeah. Again, don't mess up my stories. Anyway. But um, again, without diving too far into it, the game you all play on your phones, Contest of Champions. Right. Um, you want to talk about classic, classic, classic art? Mike Zach? Like, classic. Oh, my gosh. He's known, he's known for Puffy Hulk. <laughs> Instead of it being, like, chiseled, it is, it is definitely Puffy Hulk. It looks like a sack of balloons. <laughs> but everybody, everybody's involved with this one again. I love when there's a ton of uh, heroes in a in a comic because you get so much out of it. There's not a panel without a hero in it in this entire series. <sighs> it's so good. It's so 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 good. And it gets us ready for the movie, which. They're getting into the good comics of mine. Notice how Civil War is kind of low on, or Civil War's high on my list because I love that. I just love them. But it was low on your list because there's more. There's so much more. They're getting into the more. Speaking of stories that need to be movies, this one has not been and needs to be. I got one simple phrase for you. Kingdom of Tomorrow. See, I didn't, I, nope. You don't know, do you know what I'm talking about? It's a Superman comic, but I, other than that, I'm not, I'm not familiar. So this is the follow-up when uh, Joker kills Lois Lane. And Superman shuns humanity because of it. I mean, but he has to come back because the Earth is in crisis. And that's what I'm going to say. I'm not going to go further than that. But... It's this. The story is just ah, it's bonkers. I mean, I gotta ask: is it is it of the same ilk as Injustice, or is it a different move or a different series? Same ilk. Yeah, it's a good way of putting it. It's a good way of putting it. Kingdom of Tomorrow. I want that Superman on my screen. This is how he deals with that. I agree. We got a taste of it with uh, Zack Snyder. Just a taste. Just a taste. Yeah. 
stinking. There they go dipping it again. Exactly. <laughs> this might just be one comic, but it's a hard copy, so it's a little thicker. Mm-hmm. Silver Surfer Parable. I can't pull the Silver Surfer on me. I like it. So this is back this is back before you know banksy and stuff like that those artists that are you know so these people out in the world literally were so good they wanted they, they wanted to work when they wanted to work so they would take up aliases look up mobius fans and friends look up mobius mo what's up it's kind of the l and the a o and the e smashed together absolute filth i want a mobius tattoo it's literally if everything you're thinking of comic book wise like pre-1995 and just smack it with color Mm. like just fill it every 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 inch of the of anything has color it may not be a gradient it may be one solid color in a whole panel but the mixture of color, just smacking it together. The Silver Surfer Parable has Galactus in it, obviously, because you know Harold. Um, but Norn Rad is a Silver Surfer in those in those comics, and it's it's just high quality, high quality. And if you're not familiar with Galactus, kind of dips, dips into that, and you find out why Norn Rad ends up being. It, it's the parable. It's. Uh, a parable, to, in, in my in my own words, is kind of like a an origin and a why they are who they are type of thing type deal. Anytime you hear a parable, it's it's derivative of the of the character or person that it's talking about. I like it. Um, my number four um, is has been mentioned already. Crisis on Infinite Earths. I don't I, think you mentioned that yet. I thought you did. All right, Crisis on Infinite Earths. Talk about it. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, DC comic is a classic for you collectors out there. Um, you know, uh, uh, the CW kind of did their version of it. So you may have your introduction there, but there's a, it's one of those other ones where DC tried to do a reboot. They kind of just hodgepodge timelines together and like really mess with your mind. But the comic book is, I'm trying to trying to figure out how to say stuff without totally giving anything away, but you is this merging of timelines? So think about all your favorite DC characters coming together. It's a it's a show. It's picked it up. Absolutely. What you got for me? Have you heard of Annihilation? With the cosmic Marvel heroes. Okay, yeah, yeah, gotcha, yeah. So Nova, Star Lord, Gamora, um, not Thor. Oh my gosh, the guy that had the power stone and the hammer. I can't think of his name. He was in the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie. What's his name? Uh, Core. No, but he's a he's a he's a Cree, I believe. Um. Vader Ray Bill? Mm-hmm. 
he had the hammer and the power the power stone was in it in the first Guardians of the Galaxy. I feel so bad not knowing his name. Oh my gosh, I'm so upset. Anyway, moving on. Okay. Basically, it's the it's the it's it's a cosmic series. You got outer space Marvel, which is some of the most zany stuff you're gonna see. <laughs> and Annihilation kind of brings it to the hey, you have to take care of this and get serious now. And it kind of pulls the comedy out of it and makes them real heroes, in my opinion, on this on this series. Um, it's just great. It's just great. I can't ruin it for you, but I will tell you that basically it's just just wave of destruction, emphasis on wave of destruction. Um, just. <laughs> It kind of—I I think the people from Rick and Morty actually read this comic book and decided to put them in their comic or in their show. You know what I mean? I like it. Yeah, it's kind of—I would say the Galactic Empire is very, very rampant in this series, in a different way, obviously. But I'm pretty sure they they read this and was like, "That's a good idea. <laughs> Let's go there. Exactly. We're gonna we're gonna put the whole hammock in this one." There you go. Exactly. Uh, number three for me is All-Star Superman and I really got only one thing to say about this is everybody has their final days even Superman and this is Superman facing the harsh reality of his last days mm. grabs that concept that somebody like Superman's last days kind of like Old Man Logan but Superman you know like so it's a really good comic book. You guys really need to pick that, pick that one up. Let me know if you do. But yeah, Superman is last day. Super days. Uh, Superman doing his victory lap. You know his his swan song. And now we're in our last two. Very recent release. Like last year. It's that good. The Marvels. Oh wow! Made it all the way to the top. It just completes me. It just completes me. Reed Richards in 1947. Ah. That good, I'm just going to go down the roster for you guys. It's not going to ruin anything. I'm just going to go down the roster for you guys. Captain America, Spider-Man, Punisher, Human Torch, Storm, The Black Cat, Golden Age Vision. Golden Age Vision. Arrow. A-E-R-O. If you're not familiar, look him up. Iron Man, Thor, and two brand new characters not ruining it. You need to figure out two of the net. Brand new. Brand all, new Marvel characters. All these are in the comic book. I may have to. I may have it's to. It's a 12-part series so far. I'm hoping they keep going. But it literally just came out last year. I may have to read this. That's the roster. Including Reed Richards. Yeah, and, it's, and it's throwback. It's 1947. You had me at Reed Richards, nineteen forty-seven, like that. <laughs> Military intelligence. Yeah, yeah. Catch that. It's brand new. It's brand new. I didn't want to put anything brand new in here, but it's that good. I think it's I'm throwing out. I think I'm throwing out my number two, and I haven't even read it. No, I'm just <laughs> like just the roster. You're right. My number two is a uh, uh, Batman Year One. Simply because I think you can't not put it on here. Um, the simple fact that all your Batman movies 
die from this in some way. Yep. Um, all the big screen Batman movies from Batman Begins to the most recent, the Batman, the Matt Reeves, they all die from this comic book because it's the cornerstone of Batman. It's Batman year one. It's his origin story. So that's why I had to go with Batman year one. Have you read this comic book? Don't come for me. You're going to tell me you're not a Batman fan. Batman's overrated as all get out. I think his villains are what makes this series so good. That's fair. Like, I'll watch Master of the Phantasm. I'll go back and read Killing Joke. I'll go back and read um, A Death in the Family. I'll go back and read all of that. But I'm not, I'm not in it for Batman, which, yeah, makes, which kind of removes me from it. Yeah, and Batman Year One is all about Batman. It's all about so. Batman. Maybe I'll get a chance just to, just to see, just to see. Um, you're gonna get flabbergasted, my number one. I'm here for it. Incredible Hulk, Future Imperfect. Talk to me. Have you not? Have you not read it yet? I have not read it. Okay. Anybody who's re- listening to this podcast or watching it on on YouTube, you guys are familiar with the different versions of Hulk. Maestro is introduced in this series, and it shows all the dead bodies. Well, not dead bodies, but all the trophies he took from who he killed. I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to tell you. But it's a throne. I want. There's a literally a $1,500 statue that I want of him. It's like him's this big on the statue, and then the trophies are all on the ground in front of him. Oh, okay. I think I've seen this image. The comic kind of dives into that. And instead of it being like an action comic, it's like a, hey, this is how this happened. And I'm like, I feel like it just brings a close and not a lot of comics bring a close. Like I'm I'm talking a flat out, this character's done. It's magical in the fact of how it, it just dives into everything that's going on. And it's literally the end. Like the end and you don't get a lot of finality from comic books and it's just it's a it's it's a swan song to bruce banner it is a swan song and it's just it's him losing the fight that we all know he has been trying to fight his entire life with the hulk (laughs) oh gosh screw it screw it screw it screw it here we go screw it i'm ruining it i'm ruining it because it's something that you guys probably won't even get to spoiler alert big fat spoiler alert for everybody and it's not even like a big one. It's just it's just a character character grab. Basically, you know how Bruce Banner kind of absorbed the Hulk and made Smart Hulk. Yes. This is the Hulk eating Banner basically and becoming super smart, but still having the the fury and the rage and the power. Oh my goodness! And still, when he gets more angry, he gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And he's probably fifteen feet tall in this. That and he stays that mad all the time. So um, if you get a chance to read that comic series, be prepared to just be in awe of the maestro. There's a reason they call it maestro. So this is like Planet Hulk. More. (laughs) Way more. Like, um, you've seen the image, right? Yes. He goes back to Earth. He gets back to Earth. Oh. Oh. He's so mad. Okay, so this is this is him coming back to Earth. It's kind of it's kind of a what if. It's kind of a what if. Future imperfect. I got you. Um, 
didn't go quite as well as you guys thought it would. <laughs> okay, um, yeah, yeah, I need to read this. The, the, you got me. Oh, okay. It doesn't yeah. necessarily show all the action, but you definitely hear what happens, and it's grotesquely described. And you see the end of each one. Oh my goodness. Yeah, if yeah, it is. It is not for the faint of heart, especially if you love your characters. So it's because of this, it's because of this that we got zombies. Okay, gotcha. Okay. <laughs> it, it is kind of post-apocalyptic, yes. But no. So yeah, my number one is definitely Incredible Hulk Future Imperfect, and then it goes into Maestro, but it gives a nice final walk-off for for everybody. Like literally everybody. I went back and forth with my number one. I ended up settling with um the Watchmen, but the killing joke is also way up there for me. Um for uh for a lot of reasons. But the Watchmen, and I got one simple thing to say here. Who watches the Watchmen? Who who the Watchmen is the Watchmen definitely is not the kiddie pool. The Watchmen is a very adult, very, very, very adult. So don't give this to your little brother or little sister. Don't give this to your little siblings and be like and put and be like, hey, go read this comic. No, don't do that. Please don't do that. Very violent. If you've seen the movie. The movie has nothing on the comic book. Amp that up to 10 to 100, actually. Um, I take it you've read this. You've read this line of comics. I got the compilation as well. The thicker one where it's like the comics and they put them all together. It's solid. You're, you're exactly right. It's not for the faint of heart. Um, on multiple levels, it is very triggering if you're, if you're not ready for it. But good. Good. A very good read. They try really hard to match the match the level of violence and stuff with, with the story level, and the story level is elevated. So absolutely. So I decided to go with Watchmen, um, and that was my number one. And that was our first fifteen. From yeah, 15, I'm gonna bring the heat for the next one. Fifteen all the way to one. And now we're gonna do thirty all the all the way. No, we're we're going fifteen to one again. What are you talking about? I mean, that's what I meant. <laughs> I seen one. You see them jumble together after a while. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. But yeah, no. 15 comics, 30 from us right now. There's a part two coming. Yes. We are going to go back through and list another 15 to one. And you guys are going to have a literally 60 comic series to go back and read. So what do you guys think? Does something, one of these stand out to you more than the others? Let us know on our socials. Let us know wherever you're listening to us on the, on YouTube or on our podcast, which one do we need to dive into more? Which one did you really be like, Hey, we need a whole episode about uh, Batman year one or the Watchmen or, or days of future past. Let us know. What are you reading? Is there something that we didn't put on the list that you're like, why did that not make the cut? Exactly. No, let, let us know if we missed any of them. Let us know if we completely got it wrong. If, if there's something that is on the list that shouldn't be there. Come at us. We love the argument. We love not the argument. We love the debate. We like to learn and we like to know what you guys think, because without you guys, we couldn't do this. So interact. We, we will respond. We are we're doing stuff, but we always have time for our, for our people. Always. We will be there um, full guard and willing to engage. Once again, remember, this is an nerd and geek community, not just a nerd and geek podcast. Let's go until next time. Later, guys.